This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. I'm Julian. Omar's here. Sam is here and wearing the Santa hat is uh, Avery. Good to see you being festive. Sam, you you got something on your on your on your sweater, right? Like you got something festive. It's, it's a penguin. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> Penguins are the that best is cool. Animal. I have a. Uh, it's Happy Hova Days. Like I got. Oh, I, I got love these. that. Uh, yeah. So uh, Omar, what uh, what do you have for the Christmas spirit? Uh, I have a costume of a person holding many L's. I've taken many L's uh, over the last like seven, seven days. Oh, man. Uh, it's. Oh. And... I thought you said a person holding many L's. Yeah, I, mean, I was looking for the be, L's. It could be like L and then the V E S in parentheses. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, it's been an interesting time for sure. Hope. Hol- yeah, hilarious. we gotta get to all these L's you're hilarious. taking because yeah. uh because uh which one should we start with? Uh, the fact that uh Jimmy VC <laughs> dunked on you or the fact that uh eggnog <laughs> you are in the minority with all of us with that. Yeah, you I want to start with buddy. Oh, okay. Uh I don't know. Okay, let's just start with the food one. So yeah, let's I, get I'm with the eggnog then. I'm scrolling through scrolling through Twitter, and then um I see like that Sam had quote tweeted something that Avery said. So, and then I, underneath, I see the reply of just Sam saying that, like, eggnog is disgusting. Now, as a person who likes eggnog, I was appalled. I, I, I replied with a bruh and had the, the Miles Morales hands up disgusting. in the air thing. And then I looked at Avery's initial tweet, and he's like saying the eggnog is mid. I was like, okay. And then I go to the Zone Time group chat, and then Julia's saying it's bad, too. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm in the minority. I'm the only Bro. one who likes eggnog. I don't know. I like eggnog. Eggnog's cool. But there are if you're a on lot the wrong, of people who don't, who don't like it. But like, I don't know. I like it. I like if it. you're on the wrong side of an Avery food take, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. What? what? <laughs> My food takes are amazing. My food takes never steer people wrong. Hey! Hold on. A broken clock is right twice a day, Avery. Don't gas up yourself. My clock never been broken. I mean, it shows, I mean, uh, yeah. You, you don't have any batteries in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, that yeah. was funny. And then, and then the the VC thing. A lot of people asked why I sent that initial tweet. Um, and I don't know whether whether those people were being serious or not. Um, Can you add that context for why you sent a tweet out to Jimmy VC? Not yeah. Tammy Panarin, not Mika Zibanejad, no. not Chris Kreider, not Igor Shosturkin, not, not Gerard Gallant even. Nope. Not even nope. like, not, so yeah. many other people you could have done it to, but you decided yeah. Jimmy VC of all people would yeah. be the tight, would be uh, the person in your way. So if you have uh, been a longtime viewer or longtime listener of Zone Time, uh, you know that there are many times where uh, I shoot myself in the foot. I ripped on Edmonton for getting swept by the by the Jets, and then the Leafs blew, blew a three three one lead to to the Habs. I continuously ripped on how Leon Drysaddle is in a center, and then Leon Drysaddle goes goes on to have great performances over and over. So me being a little too cocky because the Leafs were on like this incredible run of like getting points in like fifteen straight games or something, and you know I don't know I felt like things were different. So. When the New York Rangers were on schedule, usually the thing is, as a Leafs fan, you like you go through the rosters. Okay, who played on the Leafs like in the last like two years? Okay, you're probably going to score, right? So Jimmy VC has an interesting history 
on the Leafs. Now, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, Jimmy Vesey's going to score. So I thought it'd be funny to say, like, hey, in my confidence of the Leafs right now, and again, I'm prepared to eat crow if this goes south, Jimmy Vesey ain't scoring. And then, to my horror, not only did he score once, but he scored again. <laughs> and then he liked my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> the initial tweet and a lot of people were saying like oh my god like why and again I, I don't know if people were being like serious or not like i know there's some people were just like joking saying like this is your fault um you know i blame this loss on you tic tac nomar that will make me laugh that was really, <laughs> that was really, <laughs> that was really funny saw a couple of that is funny. a brilliant nickname. um one dude called me a scoundrel like ask for like accountability i'm like I, i'm like i don't know if you're being serious or not so yeah so if anyone wants to know why i thought it'd be funny and i didn't actually think the vc would score because at that point he had three goals <laughs> he had three um so so yeah so that whole thing happened and again it was it was hilarious just like when it happened the first time i was just like no way and then the empty netter, like I screamed, "Are you, ser- are you serious?" Like there are moments where, like, I'll tweet something, and like the tweet like links up to what I actually said. So I literally yeah. said like out like high pitched squeal, like, "Are you serious?" Um. So yeah, that was that was a fun moment, and I think everyone everyone at some point kind of has like a run in with like a hockey player on Twitter. So I guess it was my time. <laughs> so I'll be linked to Jimmy VC forever. I changed my number to twenty six in NHL twenty three. So you know, I just want to put a PSA out there. For those who don't believe players read your tweets, players read tweets, yep. quotes, they pay attention. Yeah. yeah, they do. They absolutely do. Like I yeah, man. I I definitely believe that. Like somehow, some way. Like I know if like I say something about Milan Lucic, maybe he might like look at my tweets or something. hundred yeah. percent confident know. that JT Miller has never read any of my tweets about him. You sure? He's you a sure flip phone. I think he has a flip phone. I'm pretty sure. JT Miller what? has a flip phone. He's like, like, I don't know if he has a flip phone. I th- he's like notoriously anti-tech. Well, yeah. Like how do you know? Like a Motorola, like, it's like the or something? Vancouver media talks about how he like hates technology. I guess I can understand that. I don't know. I wish he would read them. Maybe he'd get real mad and have a good game. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean... know because apparently, like. Canucks, the Canucks aren't tearing it down. Oh, everyone's man. available. Yes, except Elias Pettersson. We have to talk about this. Like, is Sam, that I'm not sorry. a tear down? I'm sorry, but we have to talk <laughs> like, about this now. No, Omar, it's obviously not a tear down. Like, I because I, you can't get rid of assets that no one wants. That is also true. I mean, I mean, hold on. Let, let, let's play. Let's play a game of of would you take this person. Uh, can we just Would like insert some, take this yeah, can we, like, insert some like random random banter as I like as I pull up um the Canucks uh cap friendly, which is in the last like month or so has been one of my favorite pastimes. So we have Brock Besser, who we know his agents has like, gotten permission to talk to other teams as is yes. three years at six point six five. Uh we have J- 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 JT Miller. <laughs> who, <laughs> who you can barely laugh. His extension barely doesn't even kick name. in yet. Um, He's a point per game player. Yeah, yeah. You should take How's him. Defense. Carter How's Garland defense? has four years. He scores a lot. <laughs> so Carter Garland is four point nine for uh for another three years after this one. Ilya Mikheyev four point seven five. Uh, mm. Curtis Curtis Lazar's on the Canucks. Okay. Yes. So yeah. yeah. I said this. I had the exact yeah, same reaction. Did you know that I the Canucks were actually Lazar. really, really bad until Curtis Lazar came back from his injury, and he's like the spark plug that got them to like slightly below 500 hockey. So he's Curtis, Curtis Lazar is the so difference hurting, maker on he's this. He's hurting team. the tank awareness. That's a problem. Yes. That's a problem. And then oh, <laughs> and then here here's the cherry on top. Yes. Oliver Ekman Larson. Hey, 7.26 against the cap also has a no movement clause for four more years. Yo, that's a presidential cycle. Don't you know what the best part about that deal is? What's that? 
they had to acquire that contract to get rid of Louis Erickson, Erickson <laughs> J.B. Yeah, and Antoine who are all expiring contracts. Each on the last year of their contracts. Like, we literally sat here and watched those three players suck for the entirety of their contracts. And we were like, okay, those contracts are coming off the books. We just got to wait one more year. And then they were like, actually, what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of those contracts like you've been wanting us to do for years, but we're going to wait till the end so we can acquire a similar one for longer. This year could have been so fun, man. They could have started the beginning of the season, just Operation Bedard. Like, oh, sorry, you play... did I mention that they also gave up the pick that became Dylan Gether for that? <laughs> like... Oh, I never knew that. Oh! What? Oh! That was the pick. Oh, that was no, the Canucks I didn't pick. Know that. I didn't know that. Oh. Yo, Jim the OEL and Connor Garland. You know how there's guys who go through different cities and they're and like people say, like, man, this guy shouldn't have to buy a drink uh for as long as they live in this city. What do we say for people like Jim Benning who like you know 26% chat tax? If Jim Benning is spotted in Vancouver, what do people do? Take photos of him in the grocery store. Or store. exit him. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Boo this man. <laughs> Zone time does not advocate violence. Against anyone. But geez, man. Like... Fans are aggressive. We know this. Well, they can be. We know that. Yeah, that's very true. It's Y'all are just... reckless. I just like that's that's actually a hilarious point from Sam because it's like, yeah, sure, everyone's available, but like who the heck would you even want? Like Horvat for sure. I can see teams wanting Besser. Um yeah. Quinn Hughes is Quinn Hughes, but apparently, like, you know, they asked only for that. a mammoth offer. Remember, okay, only for okay. a mammoth or ginormous offer or whatever the word was used by uh, Elliot Friedman. Cool. I've never expected a fleecing so much in my life. I know I I know I said this on Twitter already, but I, I want to like I want to break this down a little more. The Go idea ahead. that they're not they are not doing a teardown, they're not rebuilding, but there is only one player on the team who is quote unquote untouchable, and that's Elias Pettersson. They signed JT Miller to that $56 million contract this past yes. summer. It hasn't even been six months. It hasn't been six months. You're telling me that the player you signed for $56 million for seven years, who has a no movement clause for all seven years and a modified no trade clause for the last three years of that seven year deal. You're telling me he's not untouchable. If he's not untouchable, why did you give him that deal? That doesn't make any sense. Why do you give no sense. why do you give a seven year fifty six million dollar deal with no move clause and no trade clause to a player who you do not believe is untouchable? Man, and it's not even like it's one thing if it was like a different GM gave him that deal and a new guy comes in and it's like okay we have to find a way to get rid of this guy that's not a guy I signed. Patrick Alvin's been on the job for uh, what, like a year now. This, this, this is his contract that he yeah. signed. That was one of the. That's like I still can't believe we went through a whole summer essentially where we were just like, yeah, I guess they're going to move JT Miller. I guess we're going to figure out what's going to happen with him if he's going to stay or not. Oh, they're keeping him. Okay, I guess. All right, that's what we're going to do. And you're right, it has not been six months. And also for people who are listening to this, and they're just like, haven't you guys talked about the Vancouver Canucks? Like every week for like the last like month or so i'm sorry the vancouver canucks keep doing crazy crap for us yep. to talk about like i'm sorry they lost, i'm sorry they lost 5-1 the last two games at home they have now lost five times at home with a five a score of five to one that is an nhl record and it is december the 20th dude what's their home record it must be like obviously their overall record is bad but like I don't actually. they're ho- like I could I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't won like more than two games at home. Like I swear like every yeah, game at home good. they have like I was gonna say three. they've they've played fifteen games at home and five of them they've lost five one. Oh my goodness, man. We've like, already seen a jersey thrown on the ice. Twice. Yes. It's not good enough. Like twice. it's just not jersey's good been thrown enough. on the ice twice. Last night the crowd started booing at the start of the third and people started leaving with ten minutes left in the period. They're five, nine, and one at home. Oh, they're actually a lot better than I thought. Okay, they that's would be actually yeah, that's better than I thought. That's Remember, way better though, than I thought they would be. Remember, yeah. their division is like, is like one giant game of Jenga. The mm. whole thing can collapse. Next thing you know, the Canucks are in second in the division. The Pacific Division is so volatile. I mean, beyond that's true. beyond Vegas, 
you don't there's no guarantees beyond Vegas. There's no guarantees with Edmonton, with Calgary, with Seattle, or LA. So if Vancouver wins a few games here and there, oh look, you're in a playoff don't spot. Curse me, Avery. Don't curse me. Yeah, I'm just the back, Sam. I'm as of this recording. <laughs> as of this recording, Vancouver's like only five points behind Calgary. And then like between LA and, and Calgary. Like that's four teams in there with Seattle and Edmonton. There's like a five point difference between they're those five teams points back. They're five points back of Calgary. The Canucks are five points back as of this recording on the Calgary Flames, who are the playing only later. Team tonight. in the Pacific who is doing anything sane is Anaheim, which is having fun and losing a lot. Yep. Yep. That's like that's what you should be doing in this division. Have fun. Is it fun? Lose. They have. Are they, are they, they yeah. fun? The Anaheim. I want to watch. Trev- I want to watch Zegras yeah. and Terry every game. They're fun. Like they're playing Lucas fun Dostal. hockey. They just lose. Yep. Lucas Dostal had that great game highest. against the Oilers the other night. Yeah. They it's, have the highest take awareness in the league. It's they're, glorious. They're that's that's the best way to like, tank. They're, they're second. They're second last. Yeah. They're trying. Like bless them. They're trying. This you know, there's not good enough, and that's fine. <clears throat> I'd but rather they, they they're just good enough to be fun. Like you yeah. get a couple of those highlights every game, and that's enough to keep people going. Mm-hmm. Would you mm-hmm. rather your team? go through like just be bad like the entire time that like, there's no qualms about them just like you know thinking oh maybe they're overachieving at any point they have like three regulation wins or whatever like they're bad the whole time and maybe you get like a highlight or two a game or would you rather a team like like i think the canadians come to mind because they actually went off to a good start and they overachieved and now they're starting to like tank and 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 have like losses so either you start off well and you get some cool wins and then you suck or you just suck the entire time and you maybe you i mean maybe you check out the same time anyway but like you just suck the whole time okay i'm a big fan of like going into a season knowing what the objective is day day one we're gonna try to make the playoffs day two we're gonna try to win around or whatever or game one we are we are finishing last that 15-16 season from the Leafs was beautiful because they tried and they would lose. And I'd say yes. And then they'd have and then like the, there's a moment after the deadline where like all, all their like UFAs were gone. They called up um some of the kids, like Nadine Lander came up for the first time, Hyman, Kapanen. Like the and those are the moments you look forward to. They win the draft lottery, get Matthews. Okay, cool. Sick, sick. Mission accomplished. Yeah. So I would rather like go into a season knowing what the expectations are than like having like a sliver of hope and it's like oh wait no actually we're kind of bad. Um so yeah I'm I'm old What for... if, but what if you but what if the objective cuz the Canadian I'm bringing up the Canadians as an example because I yeah. don't think their objective was to make the playoffs they just so mm-hmm. happened to play above whatever expectations were set it's just now they're starting to lose games pretty badly. I agree with Omar I don't want the hope at the beginning. Like I want, if you're going to be bad, I want you to be the 2016, 2017 Colorado Avalanche and finish the season with drafting Kale McCarr. Like, mm. I don't, I don't want any of this. Like why? What, what's the point? That's fair. That's true. Don't get yeah. your hopes up. Right. Yeah. Especially exactly. Like You win like- those games and you get that segment of the fan base. That's like, you shouldn't commit to tanking. You should try to make a run. You give that, you give the GMs who are like get in and anything can happen. No, I want you to lose every single game, so that yeah. you know what your plan is. Because NHL GMs are like a toddler with a shiny toy. They're like, oh, five game win streak, we should make the playoffs. Yeah, like, everybody I can't, I can't take... rip on them. That that's the Mark Bergevin perspective. Just get in. Everybody take a shot uh, next month for every time you hear someone on media say. Well, the St. Louis Blues were in last place at this time. Worst how many thing, years ago? The worst. <laughs> Take thing a shot of whatever beverage you want because it's going to come up. <laughs> the like, worst thing ever. Worst thing ever. It's going to come up forever. Hockey management is so hive mind. If one thing happens, everybody covers it for the next fifty-five years. And we talk about hope. Talk about hope. You know, hope only really works out, and picks really work out if the management knows how to apply that hope. Again, look at the Oilers. How many first round picks do they have? How many number one picks do they have? Mm, and they yeah. went mm, yes. 10 years. With the chest. Yes. 10 years. Go. 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 Years. Yes. 10 mm. years. Mid rebuild. Mid rebuild. Mm. They got worse. Mid rebuild. How do you do that? How do you get worse in a rebuild? That Buffalo would like a word. Steve Tapparini didn't <laughs> do much. Ken Holland didn't do much. Pierre Shirelli. Like, honestly, if the Oilers at GM 
when when they drafted Carl McDavid, the GM was Kirk McTavish, the most rational GM they had. I like McTee a lot, the most rational and smartest guy in the room among that core. They let they We're let him the Blues go. Organization now. He is yes, and McTavish stated many times he was not going to trade away the pick, and he was going to keep Hall and Everlay. Those are his boys. If you kept McTavish as GM, they would have won a cup. They would have won a cup. Wow, that's a take. I don't know if I agree with that. You well, you would have had and... Hall, Everlay, McDavid, Drysidel on the same team for multiple. I mean, seasons. like the... it's a lot of forwards. But also, like, I, I see what you're saying, Julian, but also, like, like when you think of, like, what the Edmonton got instead, and, like, in reality, like, it's not like it's anything better. Again, like, so I see on the news that Stuart Skinner got extended for three years. Hey. So is he the number one now? Or is it going to be a 1A, 1B? And if that's the case, then does it make sense to pay a 1B, 5 million? What's happening there? What's going on? Yeah, why on? didn't they get? Why did they get? I mean, they really. Be, I mean, and there are a geez, lot. Yeah. My boy Avery Lugas McDougal over last year was saying, "Just give it to Skinner," and look where we're at. We're at yeah. a point where Stuart Skinner's playing more games than Jack Campbell. Yeah, Jack Campbell's at the beginning of that deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's been discussions of buying him out after barely. What? Really? Bought out. Buying him out. Now, Mm-mm. could you imagine how Anthony Stewart must feel? <laughs> that, that's a He's tough one. candidate for this year. Could be a buyout <laughs> candidate. That's a Man. tough one. Shout out Anthony Stewart, by the way. No, no ill will to <laughs> yeah. you, but that's that's one of the worst takes we've heard this year. Sorry, man. Um, hold on. Really, they're discussing buying him out. I didn't. I've heard that. rumors about that. I heard they be flowed out there, but it's like, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. But I've heard the rumors today. The idea of, uh, but. I think in the organization, there'd be so much egg on their face if that did happen of uh, year one. Because I Absolutely. would, I admit, I would give, I would give Campbell at least a second year. I yeah. wouldn't buy him after yeah. one year. I'd give him a second year. Yeah. To himself. I mean, if look they, at yeah. how many chances they gave Koskinen and Mike Smith. You're gonna buy him out halfway through one season, right? <laughs> right? Like, come on, man! <laughs> like, you're gonna talk about how that like no that, that Koskinen era like didn't exist? Like that he was unplayable. Mike Smith was unplayable. Yes, Mike Smith won games in the playoffs, but like both goaltenders had moments of his being unplayable. You're gonna buy out Campbell after one flipping year, man. I saw Mike Smith letting a goal from a hundred and seventy feet away in a playoff game. I remember that goal very much. That was very well. He still won that damn series mm. because Markstrom was bad too. Markstrom was bad. Markstrom was awful. Because Markstrom was, was bad. worse. Because Markstrom was, was bad. That's why I'm sorry. Markstrom cost them that flipping series. Like I will say that with my chest until the day I die. He cost them that series. Oh, like Damn. that same he game of the better. Smith. That same game of the Smith error was when Markstrom put that puck right on Hopkins, Newton Hopkins' tape for that goal. Like they oh, were trying to outbat each other in that game. Man. They were trying to outbat each other in that series. <laughs> Literally. Are there any like really good goalies left in the NHL other than like Igor Shesterkin? Do you still consider Andre Vasilevsky a good goalie? Yeah, I feel I, like you're not. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Shesterkin and Vasilevsky. But like, I feel like I feel like I grew up watching like really excellent goaltenders, mm. and I don't know the last time I watched a goalie play game in game out where you're like, oh, that's a Patrick Wall, that's Martin Brodeur, that's Dominic Hasek. Like, I to be honest, I thought anymore. I thought Jake Ottinger was next, man, but like he's been like. He's been a little like up and down lately. He had a good start too. Yeah, he had an amazing yeah. start. He was yeah. he was on fire. And then I think I don't know if it was before the injury or the injury itself, but he just hasn't looked as solid by coming back. Um, but yeah, like goaltending, I think that's actually a really good point. Like goaltending overall is kind of like taking like this weird, like weird, I guess, pivot, right? Yeah. Like again, like thinking yeah. of like contracts, like again, like there will never be a goaltender who will ever make double digits again. Because Sergey Robrovsky still makes ten. <laughs> yeah, still makes ten. Like it'll never happen. Like again. even when you look at prospects now, right? Like I remember when yeah. Carey Price was a prospect, everyone's like, "Oh, he's the next great mm-hmm. goaltender." I don't Absolutely. know the last time we've had that discourse about a goaltender since Price. Like it was I like Flurry Price, and then the it's one. yeah. But other than that, it's. I don't even really think we been... discussed him the same at the same length too. Yeah, yeah, that, I yeah, yeah, yeah brief, that's very true. For a brief time, people were trying to hype up um, the Nashville Predators prospect Yaroslav Askarov. 
Uh, oh yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. very brief. Like yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I haven't really. I don't know what he's doing now. But like, that's the last goalie I could think yeah. of who had like a. Bit I think of, even Spencer Knight kind of got some hype as well. He was a Spencer Knight got some no, hype I think too. He was absolutely, fourteenth like overall. Like he was. Yeah, I he think did. He got, yeah, he, he got absolutely some hype did. too. Yeah, but if it feels yeah. so removed though. Like I remember growing up, you had the elite goaltenders. You had your yeah, like said, you did the Patrick Waz, the Hashik, the Ed Belfours. And then you had like the, the above average goaltenders, like your your Tommy Sallows, your Byron Defoe's. It feels like there's no great above average or okay bad. It's just great or terrible. Yeah. 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 I mean, no wonder teams are like trying to employ more one A, one B situations. Cause it's like one, it's already hard to like ride a guy for like 55, 60 something games and then have them be your guy in the playoffs. But like if the goalie, if one goal you have is kind of meh, you need that other guy to to be up and i think it was jason bro i'm not saying his name right one of the uh, the many vancouverites uh up on on social media who posted some like sh- like some chart of like collective save percentage from goalies it's like trending downward for the last like how many years like we're getting a lot of goals we're, we're getting a lot of skill we're getting a lot of action but as a result we're also getting a lot of bad goaltending like it's i don't know what do we i mean I don't. I, I guess it's like a weird glass half full, glass half empty situation. Yeah. But like, but what, that's what, the question. What can be done about that? That's the question. Like, is it is it has the goaltending gone dead bad, or just has the skill when it comes to like individual like goal scoring increased, or is it just a microcosm of the two? Because I yeah, do I would think love to know which one it is. Because yeah, I do think like we're we're moving past the time of having like you are like the number one person. Like I think I I think we're kind of moving away from that because like. Teams are just finding these people out of nowhere and they're winning cups with them. Again, we're going back to St. Louis. They got the man from the ECHL and he won the freaking cup in the same Jordan year. Bennington. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, look at him now. But yeah, look at him now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. So maybe, I don't know, maybe like the, the quote unquote investment or maybe like, maybe the fact that like you can always, you can always find a goalie. And maybe it's that maybe that sentiment is kind of like running running through the league a little bit because it's like like I I think it was Scott Wheeler who like um made like a like a draft mock-up of like what his team Canada would uh team Canada roster would be. The goalie yeah. would be Darcy Kemper. I was like, oh, oh my god. Like Yeah, I don't like, know about that one. Darcy Kemper, Carter Hart, if we're thinking Canadian goalies, like Yeah, like holy those geez. two are like at the forefront, and then like Jordan Bennington would probably be a number three. That's depressing. Yeah, yeah, man. Those I are, mean, those no disrespect to those, those guys, six, but seven six games. Are, like, do you remember like the 2010 Olympics for like Team Canada? Like, Larry Miller, Brodeur, Price. I mean, Bill Miller was Team USA, but even then, yeah. like Canada yeah. had like an embarrassment of riches at the goaltending position. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if they do a best on best now, it might be their weak point. Yep. No disrespect to those guys, it might very well be their weak point. But also, considering what goaltending is like now. It might be a weak point for a lot of other teams. Maybe not the USA, though. I always thought, oh, you know what's funny? There's a time when I thought, like, oh, yeah, well, TM, Team USA could have a goaltending tandem of, like, John Gibson, Jack Campbell, Jonathan – just John, Jonathan Quick can't be there now for, for the next time the best-on-best best is happening for Team USA. If they're at that point, good Lord, the state of goaltending can't be that good. That's Spencer Knight would probably be that guy. That'd be the most sporadic goalie crease ever. Like with Where's quick, Jake with quick, quick and say, if you're gonna play quick, why don't you just play Mark Andre Fleury for Canada then? <laughs> Might as well. Jake Ottinger's American. Yeah, he probably got it. Yeah, he probably yeah. would be that guy for Team USA then. Yeah, he is nicknamed Otter. Obviously, he yeah. is from Lakeville, Minnesota. Yes, he would uh, play for Team USA. Uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't expect us to have this impromptu goaltending summit on zone. Yeah, time. that was not in my notes. This was this was very good. Yeah, I, I, I like how this is. This has been this has been great flow so far. Like, yeah. I, I love this. Um, I did want to mention uh, because we briefly mentioned him in our group chat yesterday. Uh, Mr. Booth seven. <laughs> that is a name I have not seen around the Internet in quite some time. And I'm very sad to know uh he is uh or they are no longer among us on the internet i can't speak for their well-being outside of that but it has come to our attention that mr booth seven uh for those who are not aware you're talking about people who like to put up spoof accounts and parody accounts i don't think anyone did you're it not, better it's not on mr. the same booth level seven it's and i get that the there are level. media people who can't stand that i can't yep. stand that whenever people do that stuff 
I'm a media member, and whenever Mr. Boof would do it, I would just watch back in admiration because dude found a way to do it in this amazing <laughs> way. I can't I can't describe it. So if Mr. Yeah. Boof Seven is in fact uh has hung up the game, has hung up his skates on Twitter uh for the rest of his internet career, Godspeed, sir, wherever you may be. That one line that you would like the best part about Mr. Booth tweets is going through the comments and just seeing, oh no, I've been booth. Like you've been booth. The fact that it was a it was a verb. It was a legitimate <laughs> verb. And everyone knew what booth. it was. Exactly. It everyone wasn't like, knew what it was. It wasn't like, oh, Canucks Twitter people knew what I've been boost was. It was literally like anyone oh, on hockey twitter so it would i man those moments would like fuel me like they'd be even when it happened to me like i would say it out loud like frig he got me i mean like out loud and like yeah like it really sucks like around especially around like trade deadline time because some of some of those posts man were so good like so detailed like those aquilini ones were like oh, pristine like you'd be reading them and i'd be like true and after the oh. people would be like, oh, people would actually think it. Think I'm thinking of think it was on the owners. And I'm like, yeah, it looks really, really legitimate. But then afterwards, it's like, no, I've been boofed. Nope, nope, nope. Fake he stuff. Is the reason that I always look at the handle before I tweet, retweet yep. Yep. anything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There there were a couple of times other other hockey events around some well known hockey inside. I won't say who exactly, but if you know them, if you watch the networks, you'll know who they are, who got caught by Mr. Booth. And proceeded to loudly start cursing where I was at, and I had to leave the room. I put my hat over my face. I was laughing so hard. I, I, had to walk <laughs> I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I had to leave, and I didn't want to see me laughing because I'm getting Mr. Boot. Oh God, Omar! Was, didn't you yeah. uh, didn't you save a former NHLer from being boofed? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess Ray Ferraro uh, fell for one. Um, <laughs> there was like a fake, a fake, a fake. Too. I don't know what what it was exactly. But I was just like, oh no, like the um, that's fake. And he sent me a DM saying like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, I caught, I noticed that afterwards. Thanks. So like, yeah, like like regardless, if you are a, a casual fan, if you're a dialed in fan, if you're a media member, whatever, like Booth got everyone. There was no no stone like unturned. Like I remember like sending them a DMs one saying like, I don't know if you're ever thinking of making merchandise, but like you need to make like a you just got Booth shirt or just or just something. Uh, but obviously, obviously, you know, like like things, things have, um, you know, the count's gone and stuff. But man, those moments of realization where it's like, frig, I fell for it was just so funny. Whether it was happening to you or it was happening to someone else, like it'd be like hilarious. Or like the best part would be like if someone would send the tweet to you. And then yeah. instead of saying like that's fake, like I would just be like, you got boofed, man. Like that's <laughs> like, that's not real. <laughs> like what? I'm like, check the Twitter handle. It's like, oh, my God, no. Oh, so such a funny time, man! Such a funny time on hockey Twitter. Could you, if Mister Booth was still around now in an era of Twitter, where in, in an era of Twitter where you can subscribe to Twitter Blue and have a blue check mark, Mister mm. Booth would. Oh my gosh, he, that would just be unparalleled power. <laughs> super like, same, that's like super same. That could be like Thanos level, literally. Shit, housery. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, holy, it'll be worse. Oh my god! Jeez. Yeah. Good times, man. Good we're times. gonna we're gonna end up yearning the days when Mr. Booth was the the parody account to look out for, and and not I don't know some dude who who bought Twitter for eight bucks a month. Mm. Uh, man, so sorry, sorry, sorry. I know there's other topics, but like, can can you imagine buying a Twitter Blue account for eight bucks a month? I could. What the that, hell man. is wrong with you? Anyway, you know I what? Know, like you getting... know what? I don't want to. I don't want to get canceled by Elon. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know, man. Just like. I guess everyone has their prog prerogatives, but like I don't know, the blue check mark is not important to me. It's not that important. Who cares? Just, that being yeah. said, I know. I, I mean, I like my blue check mark, so yeah, you know, yeah. Don't take it away, please. <laughs> anyway, um, I it is our last episode before Christmas. Um, I was I was just curious, like uh, you know, we all represent four different uh, teams, whether through media or fandom or whatever. What do you guys want for Christmas for your teams? Uh, I did also have another idea about um, doing a naughty or a nice list. We might still get to that depending on how much time we have, but I figured at the very least we could at least do, you know, like a little mini Christmas wish list thing. So just name something you want for your respective team 
Uh, it could be, you know, it could be like a player. It could be prosperity. It could be no bad news stories like in Vancouver. Uh, it could be anything you want. Avery, what do you want for the Edmonton Oilers uh, for Christmas this year? For them to face facts of the best demand to go get is Jacob Chikrin and not Joel Edmondson. Like, come on. Come on. You want to win Joel now? Joel a nice guy. I mean, you want to come? I'm sure he's a great guy. But that's not the St. Louis need. Blues. That's what you need to get if you want to win now. That is not your choice to win now. If my tie gets all mangled here. That's not your guy. Omar, mm. small side note here. I understand why Omar uh, zoomed into the camera that way when I mentioned uh, all those nice things about Joel Edmondson. I could imagine he does not like Joel Edmondson at all. Because for those who do not know, Joel Edmondson was on the winning side of uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs blowing a 3-1 series lead and uh, when the Leafs lost to a Zamboni driver. So I understand why you don't like Joel Edmondson. Please carry on, Avery. <laughs> As Omar's face will be attached to his hand for the next hour and a half. Uh, like, I just think Chicken Chicken, that's the kind of guy you need. A young offensive D-man who has been having a great year. I know he's had the – I know there's all the concerns, but, you know, all the injuries, the injuries, the injuries. Yeah, he's 24. He can bounce back from that. And he's a guy who can play in your top pairing. And the fact that Edmonton management keeps on saying we don't want to part with picks. We don't want to part, we don't want to part with Philip Roberg. It's like winning in 2025 shouldn't be uh, a concern. I mean, yes, you want to keep some prospects, but you yeah. want to win now. The clock is ticking on the McDavid and Dry Side ideas. The time to get aggressive is now. The time to be creative is now. And if you aren't like this is they're right now Edmonton's fighting for a wild card spot. That's yeah. embarrassing. You shouldn't be struggling to stay in a playoff spot with what you had after all this time. This team keeps on spinning their wheels, and there's no accountability in that. There's no accountability from the GM, from the president, or from the owner. All we're seeing right now is what do they care about? Exactly, the money. They could they could be a lottery team for the next five years, as long as the fans keep going into the building and buying tickets. And buying $84 popcorn? Oh, well. $84 popcorn? Ooh, you thought the market Brother Avery came to play today, man. Lows on skirt. Ooh. Popcorn's so expensive. <laughs> Damn. Oh, uh, Omar, what do you want for Christmas? I'm sorry. I thought that was a rhetorical question. You're asking me? <laughs> you're asking me what I, what I, what I want for the Leafs for, for Christmas? Yes. I, I want, again... Oh, I, I want to be watch, sitting down, watching a game, and then hear the second round starts off now. As soon as I hear that, I'm fine. I just want a victory in the playoffs. I don't care how it happens. I don't care how many games. I just want the Leafs to touch ice on the second round. If that happens, I am fine. I don't care who they need to get. I don't care who they need to trade. I don't care what has to happen. I don't care if Matthews fit, you know, ends the season with like 21 goals and that's it. If they make it to the second round, I am happy. That's what I want for Christmas. That's all. That'd be sick. That'd be cool. All right. All right. Cool. Also, mind you, uh, for those listening, I would imagine Omar wants that in real life and not something you have to turn off your turn on your Xbox for. No, no, in, in real life, because you because you know what's gonna happen is that like when the when the when the, the playoffs start this year, um, they're probably already, already working on the videos because um, eh, for those who are not aware, um, this summer is the 10 year anniversary of the first collapse. Um, so, you know, they're going to have a whole, bu- a whole bunch of videos showing the first one and the one after that and the one after that and the one after that. So, you know, in, in preparation of, have, of having to watch all these videos of the first collapse, you know, so um, that would be really cool if they won this year. So just went around. That'd be cool. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. And then I'll be fine. I can't wait until we have our retrospective of where were you uh, during the first collapse of the (laughs) Toronto Maple Leafs? Because I have stories. I'm sure everyone else has stories. Uh, Sam, what do you want for Christmas? Connor Bedard. Hey! Hey! Connor Bedard! It's a toss-up between uh, the Canucks tanking real hard for Connor Bedard or like a new owner. (laughs) One of those two things. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I, it's one of those things where it's like if you get one or the other, you're pretty happy. Like if like you, we've yeah. done we've yeah. done new coach, we've done new yes. GM, we've done new president yes. of hockey ops, and it's still the same. Literally, nothing has changed. I have a question Make for the new Sam. gym, same as the old gym. I have a question for Sam. Yes. Who who was hated more in Vancouver in Vancouver sports beyond just hockey? Jim Benning or Stu Jackson? Who's Stu Jackson? <laughs> the Grizzlies GM back in the day. Stu Jackson was the Grizzlies GM back in the day when things oh, 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 Vancouver. Yeah, uh, honestly, I don't. Both of them. I don't think it's Stu Jackson. I think if people were gonna hate someone from the Grizzlies, it it was Steve Francis. It was always Steve Francis. Although yeah, maybe not. If anyone's seen the Grizzly Truth, I think um, the movie did a fantastic job of like telling Steve Francis's side of the story. Also, okay. go watch it if you if you have the chance. It's really good. I'm gonna add that to my list uh, for the holidays. Um, not your nice list. Do we have people? We that, this could be anyone. This could be depend not dependent on whatever market you happen to be in. Do we want to throw anyone on the nice list this year? Jason Robertson would probably would probably be a good candidate for considering how how good he's been this year mm-hmm. and how good of a personality he seems to be. Uh, Bill McCarr. Yeah, Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Kale legit, Man, dude. That lit thing. like he did. Dude, okay. For those who are not aware, decline to power play. That's so nice. to power that's play. So whole, that's so wholesome. That, that's like, a that nice child. list. That's the top of the list. Literally like, automatic. Any other NHL player right <laughs> automatic. now. Automatic. Like if you're Santa Claus and you're trying to give gifts to all these NHL players, you go to Kale McCarr's house first. Yeah. And he apologized. He apologized to his team. Like imagine that. I probably apologized to his teammates because, like, yeah, they were probably pissed, but like, he did the right. That's so precious. Like, it's it's like an episode of Charlie Brown. He did the right thing. He's like, no, I no, I slipped. It was, you know, and after Matt Barzell was like, yeah, he slipped. <laughs> oh Avery, God! So, so do you bad. remember that? Is it an NCAA commercial where this is like a random like basketball game going on, and this ball goes out of bounds and it goes off a player? And then this one guy on the team goes to his coach. He's like, the ball touched me, coach. It went off me, coach. And then all his teammates just start dumping on him. He's like, yeah, why would you do that? Because <laughs> it's like yep. a similar thing. That was the very first thing I thought of when I saw that Kale McCarr thing. Yo, that added makes me so angry. Like, yo, title game? Shh. Give me a mouth. Shush. Championship game? No. Yo, come on. The ball touched me. Yo, oh I'll God. tell you this. Caleb McCarr is a nice dude. He did that in the regular season. Game seven of the Stanley Cup final. If he does that, oh, oh my Yo, God. Could you, could you imagine? That would could you be imagine? a story. Oh, it would be a story. Because it's like, oh, but he did the right thing. But like, mm. no. <laughs> yeah. It can be too someone honest in, sometimes. <laughs> could you imagine if someone in a Canadian market did that? In a game seven of the Stanley Cup final, Canadian, Canadian team hasn't won a Stanley Cup final in how yeah. many years? And they're just like, no, that uh, that puck went off my stick before it went out of play. It shouldn't have been a delay of game penalty. They, uh, kid has no, no I can't, heart. I can't Could imagine you... that because then I'd have to imagine them having Kale McCarr first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yo, could you imagine? Omar is probably going to kill me. But could you imagine? Game seven, oh. I, let's just say it's Leafs, Golden Knights, Game 7 Cup Final. Oh. Austin Matthews scores. And he said, you know, no, I, 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 I kicked the puck in. Goal is disallowed. Yeah, my high stick. <laughs> uh, never. You would never. I don't think do there that. is a we single player that. other than Kale McCarr who would actually do that. Yeah. And, no, but no it, if that did happen, oh, my God. And then they lost the game. And then Brian Vegas should have been like, my then, skate was in the crease. And then, yeah. and then Phil Kessel scores the cup-winning goal in Toronto. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, people just start throwing hot dogs be, on the ice. They'd be such pain, man. Naughty list, Batman. Very freaking Batman for not making any freaking sense. No one, no, we're solving a problem. You know how cool a plane a plane would be? That'd be sick if they're like single elimination games. That'd be hilarious. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. I, I don't. I don't understand. Let's let's carve out a few minutes because I know we're coming up on an hour mark here. Actually, a little under it, but let's carve out a few minutes to discuss. That makes this. no freaking sense. Oh yeah, let's add more freaking regular season games that players don't don't care about. Let's keep this stupid freaking playoff format 
that players are actively talking, speaking out again. I think Pat Maroon just recently said that he, that he doesn't Maroon like was it. On the sports Three radio times Stanley Cup it. champion says he doesn't like the format. Let, let's let's keep all that the same, but let's not one give a uh, give other teams around the outskirts opportunities to have playoff like games. But like we're literally manifesting and creating like game seven environments, which are like the best games ever. Like those like win winner your winner you're in. Like that was the coolest thing about the playing around for the bubble, except for the least didn't make it. But like aside from aside from like, that aspect was cool. So let, let, let's not let's not do any of that. Let's not add more like you know playoff like revenue for teams, which is sick because it's more money. It's more money for the league. No, let's not do all that. Let's add two more freaking games. Two more games to the regular season that players already already say are kind of a drag at some point anyway, because especially the teams that know that the playoffs is where is where it's gonna start. Let's add two more games just so we can have like I don't know, Dallas face Florida an, an extra day. Like it makes no it makes no flipping, it makes no sense. Can I just say something? I just want to say something. Mm. For the people who don't like the play in games, right? People who are just all like, oh, well, we already have an A2 game season. Why do we need a play in game? Let me tell you something right now about the Western Conference standings, okay? Mm-hmm. The wild card as it is, Colorado and Edmonton are tied for that first wild card spot at 36 points. As of this recording, mind you, it might be different by the time you listen to this podcast. Uh, Calgary trailing Edmonton and, and Colorado by two points. And uh, St. Louis also in there as well at 33 points. Could you imagine a scenario, a play-in round where it's a battle of Alberta? And y'all gonna tell me y'all don't want it? That's oh my god! Like, are you kidding me, man? Are you well, like honestly? The man he makes no he makes no sense. He makes no sense. Oh oh, people love digital ads. Who who likes them? Oh my owners, god. yo! And the thing, yeah, is- hey hey hey, you're saying he doesn't make sense. The owners are making plenty of sense and oh, dollars. Yeah, when he says sure. people, he means the owners. <laughs> Yo, care about anyone else? You, you know what's funny? The league talks about the 84 game schedule. The only way to accept those games is if you're taking two games for each team to play in different markets. If I'm not seeing, yeah, that's a that's an yeah. idea I heard yeah. from yeah. Amanda saying, and apparently, and like like. If you do like an 84 game schedule, but you have like random games in like Portland or like Kansas City or like Houston, and you kind of mix it up okay, a little th- bit, that, maybe that makes cool, yeah. like that's the that, objectively, I don't think that's as bad of an idea, but I'd rather a play in game yes. or play in round. Like, like, I'd much like, rather go, that. Like, honestly, go, go big. Let, let's see, let's see Empton Calgary in France or in London or in Barcelona. Get exotic. Not, not the play in round, not the play in round, though. Don't do that. Don't do like the mm. end. Don't make the games that matter be neutral site. I don't agree with that. Like you should at the very least like have your home and, and away advantage. And oh, in, yeah. But like but like at least like a play in round is not a bad idea. How come how come the the Major League Baseball found a way to incorporate a play in round and you get some of the best games uh, ahead of the playoffs? In those games, it's 162 damn games, and all of a sudden now it's like, oh hey, you know what? I actually want to watch this. Like honestly, boom, man, that works out. The NBA did a whole little playing tournament during the bubble, and like, sorry for Phoenix, they did not or they were not able to get in with the whole regular season thing. They should have been in there, but mm-hmm. like, they found a way to make that work. How come all these other leagues found a way to make it work? And the NHL is like, hey, you know what? They should do this idea because all these other leagues who are very successful. Should do it. Like, nah, man. We already have 82 games. Especially nope. a, a person that, that loves to talk about parody. Oh, we think our league is the best because of parody. We 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 like this Atlantic, this, this division format for the playoffs because of bah. parody. Like all the like parody, parody. Okay, then let's let's ha- let's extend the playoffs a little bit and then make freaking hockey more exciting, man. Give the teams that like qualify like legitimately, you give them a week off, they can rest up, get ready for the playoffs, have these games going. People who aren't fans are gonna watch them anyway because they're elimination games, man. That's sick. Imagine like a double imagine a double overtime winning you're in the playoffs. That's sick. That'd be cool. That'd be crazy. Oh my freaking god. And then if a team that loses, it's fine. You're in the freaking lottery. Like, oh, but nah, man, the leads don't worry about, you know, digital board ads, which do not work and are glitching out and have players disappearing into the boards and don't even work. And oh, yet they yeah. tell us that's enhancing our, how is, how are board ads, which were not tested extensively in the preseason? First of all, why are you trying something in the middle of the regular season? 
It's like going into a test you didn't study for. Like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Give me like 10 more minutes. And then shock you failed. <laughs> Honestly, man. Like, I, like, I don't, they don't, like, they're always trying to, like, pander to the to owner. And I get it. They're the ones that, like, make the money, yada, yada. I get it. But, like, they also talk about trying to, like, bring in new fans and keep the, the keep the fans that are already there entertained. I, I don't see a universe where a playing round or playing playoff situation is not entertaining. I, I don't see how that doesn't happen. Granted, this could make delusional GMs even more delusional I was because just then, gonna say yeah, that. because then I was because... waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> yes, Seth, go for it. I was gonna say all of what you're saying makes a lot of sense, except that every time someone says play, and I think about the Canucks beating the Minnesota Wild. And then the St. Louis Blues and yeah. Jim Benning and co and a large segment into the fan base thinking the Canucks were. Yeah. I think what somebody said to me was two years away from being the Colorado Avalanche. Of like 2016, 2017. So oh. yeah, play it. Oh, that's I I could see that. I mean, you're not I'm wrong. I, you're I not wish wrong. I wish they were the 2016 2017 Colorado Avalanche mm. this year. Yeah, they won't allow it. They think they're going to be a playoff contending team. They think they're going to be a playoff team and going to so, The thing about play in is then you get a division like the Pacific, where realistically, a lot of these teams, frankly, shouldn't be in the playoffs. Okay, like what we actually should do is not a play in, but. This should not be a league where playing 500 hockey gets you into the playoffs. That's absurd. Like, if you are playing 500 hockey, you are an average hockey team. You should not be a playoff team. It doesn't make any sense. And the play-in just gives all of these 500 or below 500 teams the idea, well, we made the playoffs. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that's Although fair. That that's, that's a fair point. But uh, hey, any, anything can happen when you get in, Sam. Anything can happen when you get in. It would be so NHL for like a 38 and 41 team to win the plane and then win the cup. A team playing like 460 hockey wins the cup. That'd be so NHL. Yeah, but also like at that point, like all those other teams, like that's on y'all. Like if the Tampa Bay Lightning pooped the bed against a 460 team, that's on John Cooper's ass. But True. I mean, like that's that's what's fun about hockey, right? Is like you can have these underdog stories that rarely happens in the other leagues because there's an element of chance in hockey that doesn't exist in other sports. But for 100%. that same reason, you shouldn't be able to get in as a 500 hockey team. I don't get it. Why do you let average teams into the playoffs? Why do you reward medi- like mediocrity? That Kings I mean, run was so, that Kings reward mediocrity so cool. every day. I mean, I mean, this is a league that tells us to our faces an overtime loss isn't a loss in a league without ties. Loser I'm sorry, points. what? They gotta change. You, that. I you, hate you, loser you, points. You so much. They, have, they have to change. Make that. it three. Make it three points. Three, for two, a one. Three, two, three one, one or something. Oh. Three, two, one. Seven minute overtime. Yeah. No freaking shootout. Yes. Like, to get rid of the shootout. Keep keep the shootout for the All Star game. You know what? Also, All Star game. Bring back see players making their own teams. That was fun. Bring that. I'm so sick of the the fail. Oh, we're we're giving the fans a voice. What? When the hell have you ever cared about what we want? <laughs> yeah, you you yeah, remember when they like tried to tell John Scott he couldn't play after he got voted in? That, yo, oh. that was embarrassing. Oh. Embarrassing. That was people, people took the All Star game way too seriously. That was so embarrassing. It's an All Star game. Who cares? Like, oh my God, let the man go. If you're gonna let fans freaking vote, then okay, then be open to the idea, uh, the idea that this could happen. If you if I, I hate the idea, and I, and I don't want to go 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 too um, um along That's on okay. this, but like I hate the idea that like the the like every team needs to be represented at the all that it's not the all star game. If it's all stars, the top players should go, and then the top players should make the teams. There's a reason why the players don't care about the all star weekend anymore because it's freaking stupid. It sucks. Gosh, man, like freaking like I will. Oh. God, I'm so frustrated by this stupid league. Yeah. Can I mention cool. one other thing with regards to making money and sense that sort of has to do with, you know, making money and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see the news about uh, potential new ownership for the Phoenix Suns? Uh, the team got bought for like $4 billion. That's like, uh, I think, um, uh, I forget what his real name is, but uh, I think Yolo Pinato on Twitter. 
you all know who he is. Yeah, no, like, Chris Watkins. Yeah, Chris. Chris Watkins. Yes. Uh, that's eight NHL teams. <laughs> like that's eight NHL teams. What money you make, bro? Please buy my team. I said it last week. The NHL should be embarrassed of the fact that they were not among the fifty richest sports teams on the Forbes list in North America. Not one NHL team in the top fifty. Not one. <laughs> Yeah, but then how else would you ever have a realistic scenario where Ryan Reynolds might be able to buy an NHL team? <laughs> it's how embarrassing. Drive up man, Gary Bettman's probably going to bed like dreaming of that. He's like, oh, haha, Ryan Reynolds is going to own a team in my league. That's going to be Deadpool. So funny. They're going to they're gonna mention the, the the Senators in Deadpool 3. Ha, that's so funny. He's like, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to tell him to say that we have a deal to announce. Hey, you Wolverine. Hey, we have a deal to deal deal to announce to announce. And then you have like Brady Kachuk coming. I think out of you're nowhere. gonna want to hear this. I think you're gonna like. Well, oh my God, Frig, holy, just be oh, cool, just be, be cool. cool. That should be the Logan or this the Logan. No, <laughs> the Logan. <laughs> of Wolverine. I mean, hey, that should be the Logan. If Hugh Jackman wants in too as well, why not? That should be the. Slow- the weekend was getting involved That's with really- Ryan Reynolds, That's or there's really possibility funny. of that, right? That should be the Logan. Oh my god. That should be the Logan. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, so I'm just gonna (laughs) say for the naughty list, we're just gonna put the entirety of the NHL in there. Just because hockey Canada. And the and the hockey gods for I considering how this segment was designed uh, and all the hilarity we're gonna go on, I was going to avoid throwing in hockey Canada because that is a completely different discussion altogether. We don't have to discuss it, they can just go on the list. Can I they could just go on the list yep, because we absolutely. all know why they should go there. Oh, yeah, that's it. Can I throw two names on the night on the nice list? Two names on the nice yes. list who should be on the yes, nice forever? Yes. Kenny Strang, Rick Westhead. Yes. Nice list yes. for all eternity for their reporting. Yes. Absolutely. Also, shout out to Robin Doolittle, who uh, has also been reporting on this a lot for uh, for Hockey Canada, I mean, uh, for the Globe and Mail. Uh, she is uh, the latest person to drop a, a pretty big bombshell over the weekend with some details from uh, some court filings that were put out. Uh, but yeah, I think Robin Doolittle deserves some praise as well. Um, but yes, uh, Katie Strang and, and Rick West had definitely... Uh, deserving of the nice list this year absolutely just a little like unsolicited cross-promoting with the broadcast did a we did an interview mm. with katie and it's probably i think one of my favorite things i've done this year she's just yes she, it's a it's a really good episode just i could listen to katie talk all day um i've i've met i mean sam and i we've interacted with katie obviously have you guys uh avery and, and omar met katie Strang in any capacity no, you too sure. oh, yeah, no. katie is genuinely like one of the coolest people you could meet in in this business she's absolutely actually like a cool person she's not like standoffish or anything like that like plus like she works so hard just doing these stories covering these terrible people and then finding a way to be just like like an, a genuine cool person that like when i heard um when i had baby zone time last year she dm'd me and like gave me her cell phone number and was like being a new mom's really hard like you can call me anytime if you want to talk to someone it That's was like so cool, so cool. That's amazing Yo, yeah. during the Stanley Cup playoffs, like about a year ago, she randomly just called me out of nowhere just to be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, like when the Canadians That's were awesome. going far and like, I was like, like, ha- like doing all the podcasts and radio stuff. She randomly called me out of nowhere being like, hey, how are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. that's how cool Katie Strang is. That's, that's sick. Awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, she's sick. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for uh, this pre-Christmas edition of Zone Time. I, again, I didn't expect... Uh, praise for for Katie Strang to come in on this podcast. We've gone through so many. If uh, you know, it's funny. Like I have all these notes, or at least an idea of where I want the show to go. Mm-hmm. There's like so many other things we ended up talking about on the show that yeah. I didn't anticipate for us to talk about, and it ended up being amazing. This is like I love this show, man. I love this show so much. Yeah, me too. It's, it's fun. It's all yeah. yeah. I, again, like it's it's a highlight of my of my week. Even though you guys hate on me for eggnog, eggnog is good. Um. Yeah, but like ninety nine percent of everything else we say is like Jesus. I'm with Omar. That is true. That is true. This was this was a defining moment where don't where maybe we cuss were... bad word on this podcast. This <laughs> <laughs> is like usually just like an Omar fan show. It really is, really. Like this show has yeah. given Omar. I mean, I'm sure he had a lot going for himself before the show, but like he literally got in the mentions because of this. This is true. yeah, it's true. This is true. The 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 big the big collapse for the Leafs. Now, if you're if you're uh, 
Shout out producer of it. Yo, that made me laugh. So out of all the chirps I got for for the VC stuff, Tic Tac Nomar like actually floored me. Like that was I just had the best idea for merch. We should get a shirt that's reversible, and on one side it says I'm with Omar, and on the other side, you can turn it inside out, it says Tic Tac Nomar. (laughs) I can have either. Avery, can you tell everyone uh, the nickname you just threw into the chat of Zoom, I, of yeah. Zoom please? Tic Tac Nomar Garcia Para. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, the Red Sox legend and Omar connecting. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. What are we going to do for... Uh, I, I think we're supposed to do one more episode before the year is out, but uh, I'm oh. sure we're going to have a great year in review for, yeah. for our next episode of uh, Zone Time. Uh, which uh, again, this one's in the books, people. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening, uh, consuming this podcast. However, you consume podcasts, subscribe to the show, however, you listen to the show. And uh, we'll be back with a brand new episode of the show sometime next week for Sam, Omar, and Avery. I'm Julian saying so long and peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.